live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by best-selling author Ken Coleman this hour. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. If you've got that lingering question, you're just not sure, you're tired of just Googling and hoping, we hope to give you some good advice on this show, whether it's about your money, your work life, or something else in between. We're just maybe some relationship advice. Ken's got yeah. a lot of wisdom in that arena. That's oh, for sure. I've been do, married a long time. I will say this. I uh, I don't ask for it, but I do enjoy the occasional uh, dating relationship advice situation because yeah. I like to get right down to brass tacks. He's seen it all, folks. Uh, boy, haven't I. <laughs> so if you've I'll tell got you what that... I'm seeing more of that, we're, that we want to talk about here because it affects our listeners and oh, viewers' pocketbooks. What's that? I'm going to tell you what it is. I've got a, I've coined a phrase, George. I've coined a phrase for it. Okay. You know what it's called? What's that? The compensation tax. Oh. Let me tell you what this looks like. You show up to a coffee shop in my neighborhood the other day. I order myself a Cuban to go. Nice choice, by the way. I'm getting ready to pay. What happens? The young man behind the counter, with a little bit of entitlement, I might add, as I'm paying, flips the screen around, or I'm ready to pay, flips it around and says, uh, Here's where you pay in tips, sir. And I think to myself, now it's expected that I tip. I'm tipping at I'm tipping at restaurants, which is normal. Now we're tipping everywhere. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. There's an iPad involved. There's an iPad. You got a tip option. I just and say I, no thank you to I, the iPad. I go, don't turn that around. I don't yeah, want to know. It's your business, yeah. not I mine. Didn't, I didn't get that confrontational. I just went with the I paid and I didn't do it. I didn't do a tip. And I'm gonna tell you what it is. These small business people, business people in general, are getting smart. And you got inflation happening to them in the form of they're having to pay higher wages. So you know what they're doing? They're adding a compensation tax for us. That's what I'm calling it. And our little tip helps them juice the hourly wage. Yeah, I don't have to give them a raise if I can just get the customers to give more tips. But see, there was no email. There was no sign on the door that explained this. Just one day, you started getting prompted to tip where you didn't tip before. Yes. So and if you're not serving me, taking my order, uh, multiple trips for multiple drinks, I'm not tipping you. If I'm standing up and you're asking me for a tip, it's over. This better be a sit down, lay down situation if you're wanting a tip from me. You know? Yeah. The barbershop, the massage, the restaurant. If I'm standing, I'm doing the work right now. Right. You know what I mean? I, you know, I appreciate that. I won't stand for this. <laughs> Thank you. You put your foot down. We went full Seinfeld there. There you go. But let me, let me just say this, though. This is a thing, and I'm just pointing it out. You and I agree it's okay to not tip in that situation. Yes. Not a restaurant, a waiter situation, but just uh, it's a transaction across the counter. Now, if you want to tip, fine. But but don't throw the hate at George and I because we don't feel like we got a tip in that situation. I won't stand for it. And I actually, this is funny you mentioned this. I just released a video on my new YouTube channel about when you should and shouldn't tip. And oh. I made it very clear. Okay, lay it out for us. My then. stance for it. Did well, we cover everything? I give I gave you a taste. This is a tease to go watch the video. Oh, you don't want to give it away. But a follower on Instagram just sent me this, Ken, and I think you'll appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah, the guys have a picture of this. If yeah, you're not we'll put watching. this up on the screen for those that are watching. This is a sign that's at the register at a Jets pizza somewhere I in do, America. I do like, by the way, some Jets. I really do. I'm going to read it to you, Ken. Mm. Tips are no longer accepted. Thank you to all of our extraordinarily generous customers. We are here because of you. Rest assured, in lieu of tips, we are increasing the compensation of all our team members. We look forward to continuing to provide the best possible customer service. Thank you from your Jets Pizza team. 
Now, I, I, I that's love that's good it. leadership. It's good leadership. Now, I'm assuming this is referring to uh, pickup uh, and takeout. Sure. Yeah, if they're delivering pizza, you well, should you, be tipping. You, you should be tipping. I want to stipulate. Okay, good. But if you're picking up the pizza and then they spin around the iPad, I don't want to deal with that. I drove all the way here to pick up the pizza so I didn't have to pay the delivery fee and tip. I like it, George. I like it. So, so there you go. That's the move I think more business owners need to do they is need to. put the sign out there and say, not only are they not expected, but they're not even accepted. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is this has fundamental economic impact here. When you start talking about putting an extra tip on where, where customers aren't used to tipping, that's real inflation to them. And you're trying to do it. You're socking it to your customer because of the wages you want to pay. Or maybe you're trying to juice your profits. Mm. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of snapback on this kickback. There's, I, so, and that's why the sign is existing. Jets is seeing a competitive advantage for taking that position. So there you go. And I would want to give my business to those kinds of business owners who are doing those things. And this is not, you know, people come at us, Ken, and they go, wow, I can't believe these guys are so stingy. They don't want to be generous. This has nothing to do with generosity absolutely be generous whenever you can in all situations it's a but tax. this idea of i'm gonna socially have a socially awkward moment where yeah. i spin around the ipad and yeah. and the employees don't want to do that either they no. always go eh, it's got a question for you i don't know what the question is They're, they feel yeah. awkward too and hey while we're on this subject folks when you go out to eat at a restaurant check the bill because the lot of restaurants are socking in an extra fee that has nothing to do with taxes, state and local taxes. And uh, I'm, I'm one, I'll have the manager come out and go talk to him about this. What is this? What is this, 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 this thing you've stuck here on the bill that's not tax related and it's not the tip line? Watch out for it. Look at your bill. You'll see it. Yeah. And I have them out there going, you didn't tell me about this when I walked in. That's a good point. Check your receipts. And it's okay to ask and say, hey, I got billed for this. I don't know what it is. That happened to me at a restaurant and it said health tax. Health and I was like, Who, whose health? My health? Yeah. Found out we are subsidizing the health care for the employees so the business owners don't have to. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's fair. Let me tell you what I don't have to do, folks. I do not have to pay a tax that some politician didn't pass. So you can put it on the bill, but unless unless Congress or state and local government passed it, take this tax and Kenny, shove it. Kenny Boy's you know not what doing I'm saying? It. There you go. Just just crumple that little receipt the up normal and way to give do me it a new one. Is you raise prices and if the customer no longer wants to pay those prices, they'll do business elsewhere. And that is the that is the obligation and the right of any business person. Go for it. Let's see if it works, but don't hit me with the old guilt trip tip. Ooh. Boy. Yes. And it's Rachel Cruz trip. and I, we did an episode we called it guilt tipping. I thought you'd like the pun there. On Smart Money Happy Hour. Like cow tipping. Yes. But very similar. Yeah, I like that. But no cows are hurt in this situation. A lot of young people watching the show right now have no idea what cow tipping is. Well, I'm pretty sure anyone that doesn't live in middle America doesn't know what cow tipping is. Yeah. I'm a city slicker. I don't know what that is. You don't, have you never heard of it? I've heard of it. I would never do it. You know, I'm not (laughs) going full PETA here. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a nice thing to do. I'm not taking a position on it. I've never attempted it, for the record, so spare the hate mail. Sounds like it might be hilarious. I feel like the cow would it would kick back, and it would be over for Which me. is why it would be funny. I think I lose trying to do that. They love that comedy. Yeah. Well, if you want to learn more about this, uh, I made a hopefully very entertaining video you did. on my YouTube channel called When You Should and Shouldn't Tip, and you can just search for George Camel with a K on YouTube. And let me know your thoughts. Drop some comments in there and tell me when you think you should and shouldn't tip. Because honestly, it's exhausting trying to figure it out. Because you don't want to be a bad person. You don't want to be socially judged. We want to be generous, but it's gone too far. It has. Thank you for that, Ken. 
from our mouth to your ears. That is our thoughts on tipping, whether you want it or not. We've hit the tipping point on tipping. I think we're exhausted from talking about tipping at this point. I might tip you just to stop talking about it. Oh, my goodness. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Listen, paying off debt is smart. Saving and investing, very smart. But there is one key to winning with money that people overlook all the time, and that is protecting your finances from emergencies. And that is exactly the role of insurance. Now, there are 10 kinds of coverage that you might need based on what your life looks like today. And to make it easy on you, our team has built an incredible tool called the Coverage Checkup to show you which types you need to add, drop, or adjust. We'll even rank your coverage list by importance. We'll email it to you and connect you with a Ramsey Trusted Insurance Provider so you can get your plan in place fast. Seriously, this could be the most important five minutes you spend today. You can do that at RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. That's RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. And Ken, let me read you a message I just got on Facebook yesterday from a fella. He said, you saved me $650 for the next year by shopping insurances, wow. home and auto. Thanks, sir. Wish I checked that a few years ago. I couldn't have planned it's that any money. better. And now I didn't do anything. He said, you saved me. I didn't do anything. He sure. did the work, yeah. but it takes actually doing this checkup to go, am why, I getting good why, rates? Why do, do I have the right coverage? So if you're looking to make more money, uh, you don't have to always go do the side hustle. Sometimes you can just reshop your insurance and, and get a better rate. Yeah, so, so true. Love it. Go check that out. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, is it Sheila in Seattle? Sheila, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, guys. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for this um, opportunity. So um, I'm going to give you a quick background. I'm a nurse. I work from home near Seattle. And I started my MBA um, to help me move up. Uh, my company has been paying for it, and they have paid uh, so far seven thousand. And um, my commitment to them is is um, to look for a job three months after I complete my MBA, and this should be done around between January to March, because uh, I'm about to be done towards the end of the year. However, just last week I learned that I'm going to lose my job. Uh, several of us, uh, well, five of us are losing it and throughout the company. So I have the option to stay here as a nurse in a probably less desirable position so I can continue to make money and also to uh, keep my commitment. Uh, that 7000 is actually through the union. So... Um, so that's Sheila, I'm sorry. Sheila, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt because I'm confused. Um, okay. You said you're losing your job. 
but then you have yeah. the opportunity to stay there. So you're losing your current nursing job, but they're offering you a, another nursing job that doesn't pay as well? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so it'll be about the same pay, but it, as I'm looking around internally, you know, uh, they're not the very desirable jobs. Um, they're okay jobs, and they're probably are hybrid. I don't want to be back to a clinic nursing job or, you know, urgent care. Okay. Um, I, lo- I lost all of that experience anyway. Um, so, um, so I do have the option to go outside within my company, but I will lose, you know, I'll have to pay them back the 7000 So my question is, should I just get anything I could and stay here until spring or, you know, through the end of 2024. At which point, uh, so hold on. So your commitment, so you don't want to pay back the 7,000. And so your, your commitment is, I didn't understand that part. Your commitment is you stay through the spring and then what are you able to do? So the commitment is until spring and then I'm free to go wherever, you know, outside of my employer. But if you don't stay until the spring, you're going to have to pay them seven grand back immediately. Yes, and I'll have to put up with a not so desirable job. Okay, uh, I, yeah. I, I I think, and you want, and you want, and you'll be done with the MBA as well at this time. Yeah, I will be done with my MBA. My goal is to be done uh, by this fall. Okay, and so what? Um, why the yeah. MBA? Do you want to stay in nursing, or was this your exit out of the nursing industry? Well, both ways. If I can't get into the tech industry um, to do sales or something business, um, I'll have to stick it out with nursing in a management role, which um, is is all right. No, um, it's, it's not. It's all no, right. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's okay to say, I don't want to be a nurse It's, it's okay for you to go, I don't want to be a nurse. So if I understand this right, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pay attention to all the variables. I don't think any of the variables really matter that much. Because you don't want to be in nursing long term. And quite frankly, the MBA, you're going to finish this fall anyway. And the MBA has nothing to do with you getting into tech sales. It it just doesn't. You know, if you can. And so tech sales is a very, very good industry to be in. It's got a lot of opportunity. So if it were me, I would stay in the nursing role because it's going to, even though the one you're in now, you're, you're not going to be able to be in, but you can get another nursing role that pays about, if not the same money, pretty close to it if I heard you right. And I don't it's have to It's actually going to be the same money. Kay, okay, great. Probably. Perfect. Yeah. But we don't have to pay $7,000 back. I personally would stick it out to next spring and not okay. have to fork out $7,000 because okay. you've done it before. You can do it. It's not the end of the world. Is it desirable? No. But you don't want to be in nursing long-term anyway. And I think it allows you time to start looking today and let's see if we can land a great gig. If there's any other qualifications like maybe a certification or something like that to be able to sell for a tech company. There might be some mm-hmm. training. If this gives you time uh, to find the path, to find another opportunity, and and so I, I would stick it out and and not pay stick the seven thousand. George, yeah. you disagree I'm, with that? No, I'm with Ken. Unless you just are flush with cash, you have no debt, and you just you can get an opportunity soon in that world and make the same money, then I, I would stick it out until then. Yeah. So, do you have any debt? So. No, I don't. Um, I through the Dave Ramsey program, I've been 
really blessed incredibly i have my emergency fund i i got a condo i'm even paying extra thousand dollars a month my kid has just graduated from his um, business ad degree i am not anxious about my job loss while the other nurses are anxious and so I, I I could really just afford to let go of the seven thousand, but seven thousand is still seven thousand. Yeah. Agreed, and that's yeah. why unless you're going to go, hey, I'm going to get a ten thousand dollar pay bump, and I'll just pay the seven grand to be done with it, that's and right. it's not in my emergency fund because it's not an emergency. Then in that case, yeah. I'd go. All right, if you find a great opportunity, you don't want to stick this out for ten more months. Go for it. But I agree with that. I'm but with Ken on the fact that I would, I would stick it around right now until yeah. you find that opportunity. Yeah. yeah, let's say you find something really great this fall. Okay. And the increase in pay is there, and you can you can actually afford the seven grand. We don't. By the way, uh-huh. this is not an emergency fund situation. This right. is seven grand above and beyond everything you're doing. Uh, then of course you can do it, you know. But if you can stick it out and time it out right, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Well, Ken, this brings up the point uh, that a lot of people face in their careers and in their work of kind of the golden handcuffs. Yeah. And that's where she finds herself of going. I want to leave, but I'm stuck because of X, Y, Z. And if I leave, I'm going to owe them this. And it's one of the reasons some of these benefits I'm not a huge fan of because you go, I got to work for this employer for three more years. And what if I want to leave nursing? What if it's toxic? That's exactly right. And it's not to say that her decision is wrong or anyone hasn't been able to use this type of situation in their benefit. But most of the time when companies pay for your education or reimburse you, they're looking for a commitment. And to me, it's, it's, it's about freedom. I'm going to keep coming back to this. You know, At the heart of everything we teach through the seven baby steps, what we call financial peace, is freedom. When Dave says, if you live and give like no one else, if you live like no one else, later you can live and give like no one else, what is at the core of that statement? It's freedom. I have options. And not only do I have options, I and only me get to choose what option I'm going to take. And so I think it's very important to say, should I be patient and cash flow my way for additional education? Is that the better move? Or should I take money from a company and be okay being a bit of an indentured servant Mm -hmm. here where, you know, essentially they paid for this. Now I owe them X amount of years. And I think, I, I think that's a tough decision for a lot of people because they're thinking about the money they're going to spend. But I would rather spend my money and have freedom on the other side. Yeah, of it. I was just watching Financial Peace University uh, with Dave's debt lesson. And he says, when your boss starts yelling at you, and you start walking away and say, where are you going? I don't have any payments. So true. That's the kind of freedom, freedom. we're talking about here when you follow this path. Money, work, it's all connected. More of your calls coming up. 888 5225 This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. This is The Ramsey Show, and we're here for you. This is a show about you and for you to help you take the right next step in your money life, in your work life, and whatever else is going on. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Christian is up next in Fresno. Christian, what's up? Are you with us, Christian? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking my call, Ken George. Thank you, guys. You bet. Absolutely. Hey, so um, quick, uh, I'll just give you a quick background. So I make about um, $8,000 a year. Uh, I'm on baby step two right now. Currently, uh, just kind of started it about a month ago. Um, I have about $64,000 in debt, uh, give or take 1000 bucks. But um, 
and about twenty thousand of those are in credit cards and loans, which that I'm I'm not too worried about. That I feel like I could take out within you know max six months. The rest of it, though, about $43,000 of that debt is in a uh, vehicle. And um, I guess I was just calling to ask you guys' opinion whether or not uh, I should just keep it or, you know, downgrade. Because uh, if I keep it, technically, uh, I should, in theory, be able to pay it off um, within two years, uh, best case scenario. If not, uh, uh, maybe add another five months to it. Um, or if I should just uh, downgrade. The problem with that is that... Um, I'd be taking an, uh, you know, I'm negative on it. So I'd be taking that loan with me, uh, about it, it would be about like 10 grand that I'd be taking with me. Uh, even if I was, so to, what's the car you know, worth? Sell it. So the, the car is worth about 35 from uh, all the websites I've gone in and uh, I owe about 43. Okay. So what's stopping you from going to a credit union and taking out a loan for the difference and being done with this thing? And being eight grand in debt instead of forty three grand in debt. Because the, the that's what I was asking. Because of a, a new, I'd have to go and I I work about thirty minutes away, so I'd still have to get a decently card that could take me there. I'm not talking about anything expensive. Just sure. Uh, seems like a a lot of a a lot of headaches, you know. How much money do you have in the bank? Uh, like, you mean like right now? Yeah, between your checking and savings, all that. Um, probably, uh, combined with the emergency fund, probably, uh, three grand maybe. Okay. And how quickly could you save up another five grand? It, w- it wouldn't take too long in about, uh, in about two months, three months maybe. Okay. So what if we hustled and we got five grand in the next two months that gives you eight grand in savings. You'd take an eight grand mm-hmm. loan and, uh, with that extra seven. So leave a thousand in your savings account. We take seven and we go buy you a beater car. Then you're out yeah, of this thing. Yeah, that that would that would work. Yeah. Then um, we'll work on paying off that small eight thousand dollar loan. You've got a car to get you from A to B for a while, and you'll upgrade in no time. Once that de- the rest of that debt's paid off, we start saving up and we cash flow a, a better vehicle. But the yeah, idea of yeah. you keeping this car and paying it off—it's just too much car for your world, man. Yeah. That's what's I your mean, car payment. Uh, it's it's pretty pricey. It's uh, seven hundred and sixty dollars. Oh my I know. gosh! I know. The reason I asked you that is because I wanted you to say it. I wanted you to hear yourself say seven hundred sixty dollars because what George just walked you through, okay, which seems like a headache, but it's actually not to do what he just said. And I'll be and I'll, I'll be very honest with you because uh, I've got three mm-hmm. teenagers. One I just got a car for, so I'm always looking at cars. I got two more to get next year. You can get a decent car for seven grand. You really can. It doesn't have to be a piece of uh-huh. crap on wheels. But imagine $760 a month that you're paying for that car gets reduced dramatically when you're only paying off eight, and you're going to knock that eight out pretty quick. We're talking about a real yeah. lifestyle change. I don't, I don't want you to get lost in the, well, I got to go get a, a credit you know, a loan uh, with a credit bureau, and then I got to do this, and I got to do this. You're changing your life dramatically when that payment drops tremendously. Do you feel that? Right, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 27. Okay. So what is 30-year-old Christian, what does he want to do? Where does he want to be financially three years from now? Well, yeah, that's kind of why I started all this. Uh, I've known about uh, the Randy show for a while, but I never really started it. It was just until I told myself, kind of, I'm done with this going. I feel like I'm getting deeper in the hole than than more ahead. Uh, I really do want to be debt-free and uh, 
really just a baseline to maybe get a house soon, you know? Well, I want you to have that house dream front and center, but it's going to be a while because we've got to get rid of this debt. We have to get the emergency fund. We have to upgrade the car. Then we need to start saving the down payment. You're in Fresno. What is a normal, what is a condo cost in Fresno in your area? About, uh, not, it's not too pricey, about 300, 300,000. That's it? In Fresno? That's shocking to me. Yeah, it's not like in Fresno. I live a little bit out, out in the outskirts, in a okay. smaller neighborhood. Well, I want you to have that goal front and center, because at 27 years old, you know, the reason we get this car is because we want to look good, we want to feel successful, look successful, but instead we're sitting here going, I'm sending 800 bucks to a lender with interest, and I got 24% interest on these credit cards. What am I doing with my life? I want 30-year-old Christian to be proud of what 27-year-old Christian did, yeah. and that's to make these kinds of sacrifices. Okay. Hey, Christian, yeah. check this that's- out. I was just thinking while George was talking to you, when I was 27, uh, I had been married uh, for four years. And my wife and I were saving up for a house, and I was driving a cash car, a Ford Taurus, that had no AC, and I had to use a staple gun to staple the uh, roof uh, felt or whatever the liner to keep it from falling on yeah. my head at the stoplight. You know, and I, I, I wouldn't, but I was, but listen, man, I was on purpose. I was focused on something way bigger than how fancy my car was, George. Drive like no one else, so later you can drive like no one else. That's the key. Yeah, I mean, what's important? You know, we got so many people, so many young people getting sucked into the uh, the look and feel of certain things, and these things tend to depreciate. They uh, they tend to lose their value, just emotional value as well. Yeah, that new car becomes used pretty quick as no. soon as you drive it off the lot. So, wishing you the best, man. Thanks for the call. Blake's up next in D.C. Blake, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks. For, uh, sorry, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Sure. Um, so. We're on uh, step five or six, um, depending on how you look at it. We're saving for our son's college, and uh, the only debt right now we have is uh, two mortgages. So uh, before we got married, my wife had a condo, and uh, now we live in a townhouse. So we have two mortgages on those, and then um, we're starting to outgrow our townhouse. So we need to buy a new house um, probably in the next two or three years. Um, and we're trying to decide if we should, you know, save up for a down payment for the new house or try to pay off these mortgages. And, um, right now the condo is a rental and, uh, the current townhouse we would like to turn into a rental. So you're wanting to keep both of these and get a new house? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Then you're not going to like my advice. (laughs) I don't think the answer to this is get a third mortgage. Which is what you're uh, doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the I guess both of our mortgage rates are like, you know, below 3%, which makes it hard to, you know, sell and give up. And um, well, Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. Let's just run some numbers here, okay? So what is your uh, mortgage payment that you owe on the condo, and then how much are you uh, profiting from rent each month on just the condo? Yeah, so we're breaking even because my in-laws are renting the condo. So that's like 1600 a month in uh, mortgage and, and rent. Okay, so you're not making any money on it. So if one thing happens, one repair happens, you're in the hole. Yeah. And this is somehow a wealth building plan. Because of an interest rate. What's the condo worth? Let's run those numbers. If you sell it today, yeah, so- what? give me a fair price. 
I mean, Zillow's saying three thirty. You know. And why are they not paying? Is. And how much do you owe on it? Uh, we owe like one ninety. Okay. And what about the townhouse? What's left on that mortgage? Um, so that probably around like uh, four fifty. Goodness. All right. And what could it sell for? Uh, when I refinanced last year, it was like five sixty-five. Is what it was appraised at. Okay. Yeah, you don't have a lot of equity in these properties, and it all it takes is one thing to go wrong, one vacancy, one HVAC, and you guys are screwed. So I would be selling this townhouse when you go to move, and honestly, I'd probably look at selling this condo too to get you Sell guys in a good both. financial spot. You can get an investment property later, but pay cash. Don't put yourself in the situation. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. If you like this show, we've got a lot more where that came from on The Ramsey Network. My friend Ken Coleman hosts his own show called The Ken Coleman Show right next door in the studio. You can check that out on YouTube, podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your content. And I've got a brand new YouTube channel, uh, and it's also on Spotify video now. Did you know that was I a thing, Ken? That's pretty that. cool. So if you go on Spotify, you wow. search George Camel, you can actually watch Camel with a K, episodes. by the way. Thank you for that. Don't uh, get I'd it like twisted. I'd like to help you out with that. And by the way, he's uh, the guy was made for YouTube, all right? You watch it. my YouTube videos and you go, eh, there's a middle-aged dad. You watch George on YouTube and you go, this guy. That's an out-of-touch millennial right there. I'm telling you. It's hard that's to connect. That's not true. It's hard to connect with the youth these days because they think I'm not cool. Older people don't think I'm cool. Yeah. So I'm a very yeah. specific target. Demo. No, I, we're having a little fun at our own expense. There's good content on both channels. Check it out. That's true. But Enjoy we're definitely it. not cool. Uh, we we know can all that. agree on that. We know that. All right. Let's get to the phones. Katrina's up next in Charlotte, North Carolina. Katrina, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm really excited to uh, talk to you guys. Thank you guys for your help. Sure. What's going on? So I pursued a career uh, in the past that I felt was a good fit for me. And I was, I remember, me, I mean, I, I completed it. I got the certification. And once I completed school and I got in the career, I actually really didn't like it. And, um, so now I'm at, I'm back to ground one, uh, to the beginning and I'm deciding to go back to school, but I'm honestly having a lot of fear. I don't know entirely what my major should be mm -hmm. and I just need guidance. I need help. I sure. wish I had that clarity, um, that I thought I had before, but now I feel like I'm, okay. <laughs> I don't so know. I just... That's okay. That's okay. I I, uh, I want to dig into this really quickly. So, what what was the career path that you were in that you that you regret going into? What was it? I became a surgical technician. A surgical tech. And when you when you decided to go into it, what did you think it was going to be, or what were you excited about that didn't pan out? I really love helping people feel better. I really physically like with their physical health, physically, mentally, everything. Like Has if, that if changed? Somebody... No, not so at all. So you I thought mean... the surgical tech was gonna, you were gonna be a part of their healing process, and yeah, and the, exactly. And then I started scrubbing in, and I'm standing there for ten hour days, uh, long cases, and nobody's talking, and doctors were, you know, frustrated, and I was just getting anxious, and I'm like, oh no, right. this is not what I. So I uh, stepped There's away a clue. from it. There's a clue right there. You were in a surgical environment 
the patient is under, there's no interaction with you and them, and you probably had to go check in on them, do a little research after the procedure just to see if it helped. So you didn't have any connection to that human to see that what you were doing or saying was making them feel better or have some sort of transformation hope towards a better future. Do you see that? Yeah. So actually, there, yeah, because it felt very technical. It was. <laughs> the name, but it was. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, tells and, me a lot about you, Katrina, that you are all about people work. You're, and I'm guessing you have a lot of people skills. Is this true or false? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have periods of time when I need to recharge. I go home and I like sure. paint or read a book. But yeah, but you know yeah, why that is? I really do love The reason why? is is because you give a lot of energy to people. And it's, it's similar to what George and I do. I will tell you that today already, I, I hosted my show. I had about an eight-minute break, and now I'm here with George. We're doing three hours here. And then I got a reception yeah. after this uh, where I'll be talking to people. And then I got an FPU class I'll teach later <laughs> tonight. And later tonight, I will just need to sit there and read a book, you know? And, and because yeah. Why? <laughs> because I have given a lot of my energy as it relates to my mind and words and reading and discerning like I'm doing with you right now. And so when you are doing people work, you will feel depleted, but you will also feel rewarded. Does that yes, make sense? Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I've I've considered even nursing, but I worked with nurses, and it's too stressful for me. Okay, great. I know for perfect. Yeah, but I so so I here's the deal. It narrows it I down. think all right. Yeah. So now, so I just wanted to learn a little bit about you and see what clues mm -hmm. we could figure out really quickly. Now I'm going to put you on the spot, but I want you to not feel pressure. I want you to feel excited because there's no right okay. or wrong answer. Are you ready to go? Yeah. All right, she's ready. I think you have some ideas but you don't have confidence that those ideas are the right ones to pursue. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, actually, yeah. I knew it. So, <laughs> Katrina, give me your top two ideas that you think about the most, real quick. Well, I really thought about becoming like a Christian trauma therapist, or I've thought about becoming a physical therapist. Yeah, Fantastic. Now, let me tell you why I love those two answers. The Christian trauma therapist, so that's in the, the emotional therapy, the mental therapy, and then you got the physical yes. therapy. And both of those, Katrina, allow you to be people-facing. And that means, George, that she's going to be looking people in the eye. She's going to be communicating with people in order to find out what's hurting, whether that be in their soul or in their body. And then you're going to come up with a plan and work with them. They've got to work <laughs> with you. And both of those jobs, there is a give and take, yeah. yes? Yeah, I'm actually already getting like excited. I could <laughs> hear you smiling. <laughs> I could hear the smile. Yeah. And so yeah, so yeah. so let me just say say this that those are two ideas that to me I believe that God has wired you for. I believe you have the talent to to win in those fields. I believe you have the passion, which means you love the work itself, and I think that mm -hmm. you care deeply about the results, so you're going to be motivated to meet people in their place of pain and help them with transformation to get over the pain. So that's how we ideate and we come up with ideas okay. there and then when we go, we don't choose a major first. In fact, we don't even think about school unless we look at both of those and we go, is a degree required for both of those? The answer is yes. So now we mm -hmm. do have some schooling. Um, okay, yeah. But the process for you, and I'm going to give you my get clear assessment, which I think is going to be very confirming for you. And it measures talent, what you do best, passion, the work you love to do, and then mission, 
which is a, a term that I use for what motivates me. If you can get answers to those three things and that assessment will do that if you answer it honestly, I think it's gonna it will spit out a purpose statement that ends up being a high level job description and I think it will confirm both of those two ideas. But I think you yeah. you just needed confidence, young lady, that what you were <laughs> thinking and feeling made sense. Yeah. George? Yeah. Well, as, as Cristina was talking, I was going, she doesn't trust herself because she felt like she flubbed it with this career path and now she can't trust herself again. And that's not what happened. You nailed it. You just narrowed down exactly what you wanted to do. And you're super young. How old are you? I'm 26. Most people don't even figure this out until they're in their 40s or 50s and they have so much regret. You have your whole life ahead of you. I agree. So the next question is, and as you were talking, I said physical therapist. I think that's exactly right for her and you were spot on. So what's the next step for school? Have you looked into how much that's going to cost and how you're going to cash flow it? Well, actually, I called the community college nearby, and they're paying. It's free tuition, and also I work for an Amazon distribution center, and they actually pitch in for um, costs as well. They do. So I'm I might be able to carry come on four years. Come on, incredible free or or really close to free. Um, I am still trying to pay off the debt that I had from the previous certification. So how much you got left? I I have eighteen thousand dollars from student loans, and then I have ten thousand dollars from credit cards and medical bills. Which is the ten thousand is just you know life circumstances, but the student loans is eighteen k. And I was actually going to ask if I should pay all that off before starting school. Yes, Katrina, okay. I was just getting ready to say, are you willing to do what it takes? And you were going to say. Yes. <laughs> and then I was going to ask you, are you willing to wait as long as it takes? That's a different question. And uh, we want you paying that debt off first. How much cash do you make? Flow. Well, right now it's um, it's like 35K a year, which is not... Uh, my Honestly, my dream is to make 80 to 100K a year. Oh, you'll get there, Katrina. Uh, work. I'm Go not work. worried about that. But let's get our income up so we can knock this debt out fast so that we can cash flow this schooling so that we can get to that dream you're going to get there in no time because you know exactly what you're after now. What an inspiring call. We're cheering you on. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.